Sports Yak Podcast brought to you by Look Trailers. Searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. Located only 24 minutes from Goshen, 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Visit LookTrailers.com. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. It's Sports Yak. And welcome to episode 313 of the Sports Yak Podcast. 313 is the area code for Detroit. So just as we did on Monday, Detroit. 312 Chicago, we went with Walter Payton. 313, I'm going with the great Barry Sanders. Oh, man. He defied gravity, oh, Chuck. I saw just a gif of him yesterday and was like, this guy is insane. And he had some huge games, of course, against the Bears. There was nothing like tuning in a Lions game on Thanksgiving Day and watching Barry Sanders just go nuts. He's one of those players I love to watch because it's almost like you scooted up on the couch. Something's about to happen. And there's been players out through our life that have done that. He is one of those guys gone way too soon. Way too soon. Well, can't blame him, though. The beating that he took with those Lions teams and they were only good because of him mm-hmm. only because of did him. he leave because of that or did he not like what was going up in the uh, higher office well, there's a lot there was some of that too but he's got a great TV there was a great TV commercial years ago wasn't he like working out and someone's voice was narrating him but he was saying it like I'm small I'll, I just always remember that commercial. I was like, that is a great... Oh, yeah. I mean, the knock on him, even though he won the Heisman Trophy in college at Oklahoma State, the knock on him was too small, will never survive in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're wrong. Wrong, Jerry. Family Broadcasting Corporation. Well, the crowd's going wild. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network, presents... Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! Now the question is: who will survive in the NFL in the draft class of 2021? What a segue. Man, you're the king. Thursday night, first round of the NFL draft. You big on the draft? Do you watch? I enjoy like the first part of it to see who the big name sure. names are. There was a time when I was like, all right, Notre Dame, who's going from the Irish? Nah, not so much anymore. Well, there, there's probably only one, maybe two guys going from the Irish in the first round. I mean, I think Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa is a lock. Somewhere in the middle of the first round. I, I've seen uh, a mock draft have him about 18. I saw another one around 15. That seems about right. Uh, a linebacker with tremendous mobility, uh, terrific cover skills, can also be a pass rusher. You can really put him at a variety of positions, and he can do a lot of things for your defense. So I look for Wu, as they call him, to go in the first round about midway through the, the latest mock draft I saw had Washington taking him 
Who's now, number one, though? That's the talk. That's you know the guys in the backyard. Who's you know, number one? You know who number one is. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. I mean, as soon as Urban Meyer got the job at Jacksonville, Urban Meyer loves Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence is going to be the pick for the Jaguars. Uh, he's going to be the face of the franchise for the next five to ten years, and they hope longer. Kid out of Clemson, obviously won a national championship with Dabo Swinney with the Tigers, did not play in the first Notre Dame game last year. Clemson lost at the stadium in double overtime, played in the college football playoff, and did a great job against the Irish. Terrific arm, makes good decisions, can run with the football, terrifically mobile quarterback. He's probably the most polished quarterback prospect coming out of college since I'd say Andrew Luck when Luck went to the Colts. I mean, he looks like he is ready to pop in on day one. Now, if you're playing in Jacksonville, a team that went as poorly as the Jaguars did last year, there's a lot of holes to fill. And you're not going to be playing against uh, behind a great offensive line like you were at Clemson. And you're not going to have the weapons that you had at your disposal at Clemson. So the fact of the matter is, Trevor Lawrence is not going to be the Messiah for the Jaguars. He's not going to take them to the playoffs next year, but he will improve them dramatically. Because they're going to need to work on, now we got to get someone for him to throw to right. and someone to block. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a very important draft for a lot of teams, uh, the Jaguars included. Number two, the New York Jets. Remember the Jets traded away Sam Darnold in the offseason to Carolina. Most people expect them to take Zach Wilson, a quarterback, out of BYU. A lot of people high on Wilson. Um, he's a very accurate quarterback. I just don't know that at BYU he played the caliber of opponent that some of the other quarterbacks in this draft have. Like? Like Trevor Lawrence at number one. And honestly, the guy that I would take if I were drafting a quarterback, Here it and is. that's Mac Jones out of Alabama. Mac Jones. Now, of course, we saw Jones against the Irish. A lot of people saw Jones during the season. The knock on Mac Jones. Well, you played with superior talent at Alabama. You really only started one year. Yeah, those, those are both facts. Here's the thing that I saw from Mac Jones. Terrific accuracy never gets you into a bad play, really shows a knowledge of the system and the game in a pro-style Nick Saban offense, and showed some perseverance. You know, it would have been easy for Mac Jones to transfer from Alabama and go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. He bided his time on the bench, and then he was ready to go. So who's a perfect fit for Mac Jones? About number three, San Francisco, Play a year or two behind Jimmy Garoppolo, and then you're ready to go in that 49ers offense. Okay. So I look for Mac Jones to go number three. The Bears do not currently draft until number 20. I say currently because there's always the potential, either today or tomorrow, of a trade that elevates the Bears in the draft. And you might say, well, you know, where can the Bears trade up to? Well, and, and they're probably at 20 because they've already made some deals, right? They kind of move them down because, well, hey, we're going to give you this or we're going to do that. Remember the Bears made the playoffs last year. 
Oh, okay. So that's why they're at a the lower. The Bears made the playoffs last year. They're not the Lions, kids. They made the playoffs with Mitch. And, of course, Mitch is gone. You're He's setting... a Bill now, right? Or no? Yes. He's a Bill. He's a backup in Buffalo to Josh Allen. So the Bears are sitting there with question marks at quarterback. Would they move up to grab one of the quarterbacks? Because there are a lot of people that think there's four or five first-round talent quarterbacks. There's a kid out of North Dakota State named Trey Lance. Terrific at the 1AA level. Of course, the question mark on Trey Lance is, okay, what about the caliber of competition that he faced at the 1AA? Is it comparable? Of course, we've seen some 1AA quarterbacks move on to the NFL and do well. Carson Wentz, who's going to be the quarterback for the Colts next year, is an example. So do the Bears draft a quarterback and put him behind Andy Dalton and say, okay, you're going to learn for a year and then be ready to go? I think the Bears wind up standing, Pat. They need an offensive tackle pretty badly. And I think by the time you get down to number 20, I think you're probably looking at a guy like Tevin Jenkins, who's an offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State, or uh, maybe the kid out of USC, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Those are both offensive tackles that I think the Bears could look at. They have a gaping hole right now at right tackle. Charles Leno is aging at left tackle. They need to solidify that line, especially if you're going to put somebody like Andy Dalton behind that line of scrimmage. And... The Colts, the, I mean, the Colts are in pretty good shape. They could use a little bit of bolstering, actually, on the defensive line. And so I look for them to go for, with somebody like Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. He's a defensive end. Um, he would be a nice fit in there with Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner, really give you some quickness on the defensive line. Kind of along the same lines as Owusu Koromoa in his ability to do a lot of different things. And I think that would allow the Colts to scheme a lot defensively to bring in a kid like that. Detroit, uh, remind me, Stafford gone? Stafford is gone. They've got Jared Goff now as the quarterback. Stafford and Goff exchanged in a trade between the Lions and the Rams in the offseason. Detroit desperately needs offensive linemen. And I think they will grab one at uh, number seven is where the Lions draft. I think the Sewell kid out of Oregon is a monster on the offensive line, and I think he might be the first offensive lineman taken in the draft by Detroit. Just in case a particular 14-year-old happens to listen to this episode, (laughs) uh, NFL draft, NBA draft, is that first draft, that first choice, not the, the golden ring? It's the second deal. Isn't that the, is it the same in the NBA well, uh, as it is in the draft, like this first one, let's get your foot in the door on a team. It can be that way. Okay. It can be. But the key in the NFL draft is, again, similar to the NBA draft, you kind of lock into different um, salaries by where you're drafted. So it depends. You have to remember the the longevity of an NBA career typically – is longer than the longevity of an NFL career. Okay. And honestly, first-rounders in the NFL, about half of them are bust. Now, the same is true in the NBA, too. But about half of them are bust. 
So what you'll find is if you can make it to that free agent contract, which is usually four or five years down the road, Mm -hmm. and you're having success, yes, then you can get your big payday, especially for a quarterback. But it's not as though you're going to have to hold a telethon for any of these guys. Yeah, but Trevor Lawrence tomorrow night at 7 or 8 o'clock is going to get filthy rich. Is becoming a millionaire within the snap of a finger. Plus with the sponsorship opportunities. Sure. I mean, he's already got a marketable look. You see the face and you know exactly who you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Which, which is kind of what separates Trevor Lawrence somewhat from Mac Jones or or Kyle Wilson. I mean, or Zach Wilson, excuse me. Either one of those guys could probably walk down the street outside of their campus. Blend in. And not be recognized. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is going to be known. Mm-hmm. Keeps the long hair, keeps the look. Yeah. Just stays, got married, by the way. Stays physically fit. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's Thursday night. Thursday night, I think it starts at 7 o'clock. It's on ESPN. It's on NFL Network. Will I you think. be live tweeting? Well, I'm a little busy Thursday night. We've oh, got a show right. that we're doing here. And by the time the Colts or the Bears draft, I probably will be asleep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How many rounds in the NFL draft? It winds up going seven rounds. Usually the first round is the only one on Thursday. Rounds two and three on Friday. And then four through seven are more like the lightning rounds on Saturday. And a total of how many players like tomorrow night? Uh, well, the entire league. Uh, yeah, the entire league drafts. So that would be, you know, 30. Is it 30 or 32? I'm confusing Major League Baseball and the NFL right now. It is 32 teams. 32 teams yeah. tomorrow night. Okay. Look Trailers is searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. If you're looking for work in a great atmosphere that's focused on safety, working smart, and bettering the team every day, then Look Trailers is for you. They're located only 24 minutes from Goshen and just 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Their family of brands include Look Trailers, Pace American, Cargo Express, and Everlight Trailers. Fly online at looktrailers.com today. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. Now, speaking of Major League Baseball, the Chicago Cubs are on the struggle bus. They have lost four in a row. Last night they had just two hits against Atlanta, and they lose by a count of five to nothing. It's really been... It's been tough to watch this Cubs team. I don't know how much Cubs baseball you've been watching. I watched a little bit of last night, yeah. They're just not fun to watch. No. Nope. They strike out way too much, um, have a lot of bad contact, and honestly, okay, Bryant's having a good season. Contreras is having a pretty good season. Outside of that, who's having a good year? Yeah, I want to root for Rizzo, but right now he's not hitting worth a darn. It's kind of hard to watch it on marquee, too, when you've got bumpers and highlight moments, and you're like, oh, wow. And then they go to the current game, you're like, well, that's not, yeah, that's that's night and day. Right. Nico Horner, I like like the way he's played since joining the team from the alternate site (laughs) of South Bend. But other than that, the pitching's been inconsistent. I mean, last night they had decent starting pitching. Trevor Williams 
gave up two runs over six innings. That's a that's a quality start. But their starters don't go very deep. I mean, they, they had a graphic up last night. The Cubs are not even averaging five innings per start this season. And you're really going to run your bullpen ragged doing that. And it shows because that bullpen, which was advertised as a strength of the team going into the season, mm-hmm. hadn't been a strength. White Sox are 12-10. and 10. They lost a game to the Tigers last night by a count of 5-2. to two. The Tigers? Ooh. And the Tigers made five <laughs> errors in the game. I mean, just what a horrific display of baseball. So baseball in Chicago right now, not a lot to get excited about. Now, none of them are out of it by any means. I mean, the Cubs are in last place in the Central, but they're only four games out. White Sox are two behind Kansas City in the AL Central, and nobody expects Kansas City to stay up there. So the fact that both these teams are scuffling through April doesn't mean a whole lot. They haven't played themselves out of it yet, but they haven't taken advantage of opportunities to grab to grab the lead and kind of build some momentum. So that's what's been the disappointing part about that. Notre Dame baseball, not a disappointment. They rallied yesterday again to beat Valparaiso 8-7. So Link Jarrett's team now 21-8. They've got former Sportsjack guest Nico Cavadas, second in the nation in home runs with 15. He's third in the nation in slugging percentage. Yesterday, Carter Putts, three big RBI. North Carolina comes to town this weekend. Tar Heels are a little bit above 500, kind of middle of the pack of the ACC. The ACC, though, good baseball conference, and it's a test for Notre Dame. And If you sit there and say, well, they should have whooped up on Valpo. I mean, who's Valpo? Hey, Tennessee's ranked number four in the country, and they lost to Lipscomb yesterday by a count of four to one. In college baseball, upsets happen. That's the nature of the game. It's a long season, and you're not going to be at your prime every day. So the fact that Notre Dame right now sits at 21-8, and eight, they're in good shape. They're probably going to be hosting an NCAA regional this year. be great if they made a playoff run, wouldn't it? It would. I, I It would be nice if they made a playoff run and people could go see them. Come on, Notre Dame, open up the campus. Not quite there yet. Open it up! <laughs> Today's catchphrase. Open it up! What else you got? You want to talk about what's going on in our own backyard here local? A lot of good action on the diamonds and on the tracks, on the golf courses in the last few days. Congratulations to Niles baseball coach Mike Voda. He won his 400th career game. Now you think about that. You think about how long a guy has had to coach high school baseball because high school baseball season is typically maybe 30 games. Okay. Okay. So think of how long you would have to coach. (laughs) Let's say you go 20 and 10 every year. You're really good. You'd still have to do that for 20 years to get to 400 wins. So Mike's been at it a while, and uh, he got a doubleheader sweep of Brandywine yesterday, both games by counts of 13 to 3. Niles is playing good baseball. Bridgman is playing good baseball. They swept New Buffalo yesterday. They are now 10 and 1. Uh, Buchanan, as the last check, has only lost one game. So up in southwest Michigan, there's some nice teams up there. Edwardsburg is having a strong season. And then here in Indiana, I checked the NIC standings this morning. St. Joe and John Glenn tied for first place in the Northern Indiana Conference, both at 4-1. and one. 
but there's three other teams in the conference that only have one loss. Penn is three and one. I think Marion and New Prairie are both two and one. So a, a lot to play for yet in that conference. And then in the Northern Lakes Conference, the big shocker the other night was Wawasee beating Northridge 12 to two. Wawasee was down at the bottom of the conference. Northridge was undefeated going in, and Wawasee 10 run ruled them. Grant Brooks had a big night, went four for four. So Northridge and Northwood now tied for first place in the Northern Lakes Conference in baseball. Softball, uh, Penn and St. Joe tied for first right now, or I should say are both undefeated in the NIC Softball Conference. Penn has a matchup with Clay tonight. Clay has a loss to St. Joe already. Be a tough matchup for Katie Rodriguez Colonials, but we'll see how they do against Beth Zachary and the Lady Kingsman. And then St. Joe has a matchup with Adams tonight in softball. My wife and I finally found a place where we can watch Yellowstone with Kevin Costner. We've been hearing so many great things about Yellowstone. So we have found on the Peacock, you can watch it. Man, does that show have a lot of horses. A lot of horses. Well, speaking of horses, there will be some running in Louisville on Saturday. Are you a big fan of the Kentucky Derby? I... If I see a highlight, I watch. Well, but I, it's not much more than a highlight. You yeah. know that. It's the fastest two minutes in sports. <laughs> so you're not going to see much more than that. A lot of money. A lot of owners with horses. A lot of money. I was, I was studying the Derby field um, the other day. They're the favorite right now, <sighs> essential, oh, come on. He's a two-to-one favorite. Let me see if I can find him here. Stand by, stand by. Can I read that there's a basketball coach who owns a horse? Oh, there probably is. I uh, Be- Beheim. Yeah. He's got a horse. Sure. I mean, well, they they have money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they, yeah. They have money. So Investments, if you will. So essential quality is the favorite. He is a two-to-one odds right now. But he is at the number 14 post. So there's 20 horses in this race, Corey. What you don't want to be is you don't want to be far to the outside, and you don't want to be right on the rail. If you're right on the rail, say the number one position, then it's too easy to get penned in there by the other horses, and you can't move forward. Pause button. How do you get the number one position? Is it like racing? They draw it. It's a lottery. Oh, it's a draw. It's a lottery. Mm, Okay. So you don't want the number one position, but you don't want to go too far to the outside because the course is measured from along the rail. If you're outside, you have to come, you actually have to run more ground than the other horses to eventually get to the rail and run the course as it's measured. So I'm guessing the announcers will tell me the sweet spot is the... Is the middle. The middle, like five, six, well, if you got 20 horses, number 10. Yeah. Okay. So essential quality... Two to one odds, but he's starting out in the 14 slot. Now he's undefeated this year. Um, and his trainer is Brad Cox, who is a wonderful story. He grew up blocks away from Churchill Downs. He would be the first Louisville trainer in eons to win the Kentucky Derby. There will be a lot of people rooting for essential quality. But two to one and the favorite and lots of times the favorite doesn't win so i'm not that big on that horse let's hear let's hear some of these horse names 
Uh, let's see here if we can pick up some of the others here. Um, we've got known agenda. Known agenda is six to one, but he drew the number one position. Okay, so he's, so he's closest right there to the on fence. the rail. Okay, I don't like that because he's going to get penned in. Chuck, is this one of those things where they have the the robot rabbit come out? No, that's dog racing. Dog racing, okay. horse racing. They're in the gate. They ring the bell, and the <laughs> horses go. Off we go. Uh, the other thing about essential quality that might appeal to somebody to you that focuses on aesthetics, mm -hmm. essential quality is a gray horse. There aren't a lot of gray horses that have won the Kentucky Derby. They'll really stand out in the pack color-wise. Yeah. Okay. You'd have to go back to 2005, the last gray horse that won the Kentucky Derby. Okay. So that's a horse that, mm, you know, could get some interest, but... Known agenda. Again Who's the, on the giant underdog? Since you, you told me you were studying the uh, Kentucky Derby, who's Here, the big underdog? Here's the one that I like. Okay, he's eight to one. He's starting in the nine position. Sweet spot. Hot Rod Charlie. Oh, are you kidding me? Hot Rod Charlie is my horse for the Kentucky Derby, folks. The name alone. Exactly. I mean, you go back to high school. That's my nickname. Hot Rod Charlie. Was it? It should have been. <laughs> I see like an HRC hat with a flame. It should have been. Here comes and Hot Rod Charlie. That's my pick for the Derby. Hot right. Rod Charlie. In the ninth position. Now, there's also Rock Your World, number 15 spot, though. So even further out than Essential Quality, he's 5-1. to one. But here's the thing about Hot Rod Charlie. Won the Louisiana Derby has racked up a lot of points along the way. You know, there's other races besides the Kentucky Derby. The Kentucky Derby won of the Triple Crown, but they have races all through the year. And Hot Rod Charlie's having a really good year. So let's see if he can come in. Rock Your World has had a good year, too, won the Santa Anita Derby, but California horses typically don't do well coming all the way out to Louisville for the Kentucky Derby. They give you kind of a weather update. Is it going to be a muddy track 70, that day? 73 and sunny. Oh. It's going to be ideal. Have you ever been to Churchill Downs? Not not necessarily for the Derby itself, but have you ever just been there to walk around the track or the facilities? Now, I've, of course, driven through that area. Would I see that from the highway? I feel like I'd look somewhere and see. I don't think you can see it from 65. Okay. But then no, I've never. But if you get been. off and go into town, like if you were going to Six Flags over Louisville, yes, you would see it. Okay, probably. that's on the right. I know exactly where that's at. Okay, so Churchill Downs sits uh, diagonally across the street from Louisville's baseball park. Okay, so when I was doing Notre Dame baseball play-by-play, -play, um, a couple of times the team got to have a tour of Churchill Downs. Nice, and man is. You can just, you can visualize this. Now, it won't be a capacity crowd, obviously, because of COVID. But you can just visualize the people in their hats, the mint juleps, the hoi polloi coming out for a day at the races. The who's who in celebrity world should right. they get to come. And you've got your trainers and your horse owners. And as we've mentioned already, owning a horse, not an inexpensive proposition, but... It, it's basically like a form of gambling unto itself. You buy a horse at a young age. Basically, you may buy it because of who the father and mother of the horse are, who it's sired by, mm -hmm. as they say. 
So, for instance, you know, back in the day, let's say Secretariat went to stud and he sired a horse, you would say, oh, well, it's got Secretariat's genes. I'll pay some money for this, thinking that it will make me money with the races it wins. That's how people make money in this business. So we'll see. Whoever wins the Derby, I mean, you're kind of you're kind of known after that in the horse world, and that gets you some some stud fees. Let's put it that way. Triple Crown, three races. Have the other two been raced already? Or no, is this the, the first Derby of the three? Derby is the first of the three. Then, then it'll be the Preakness, which is run in Baltimore, Maryland. That's in a couple of weeks. And then they close it up with the Belmont Stakes, the longest of the races. Okay. That's in New York, and that's usually the first or second week of June. Okay. Isn't it fascinating to think that uh, some of these horses travel better than you and I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they certainly eat better than you and I. No, I just mean in, in terms of amount. Sure. So we're keeping an eye on Hot Rod Charlie. Hot Rod Charlie. Ninth position. Saturday at 1, uh, 2 o'clock? No, it's usually like an evening race, like 5.30. Oh, yeah, okay. Somewhere in there. All right. Hot Rod Charlie for the win. <laughs> Look Trailers is searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. If you're looking for work in a great atmosphere that's focused on safety, working smart, and bettering the team every day, then Look Trailers is for you. They're located only 24 minutes from Goshen and just nine minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Their family of brands include Look Trailers, Pace American, Cargo Express, and Everlight Trailers. Fly online at looktrailers.com today. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. You want to slide into overrated, underrated? Sure. I listen to his podcast quite frequently. I am a fan of uh, some of his work. I give you the name Rob Lowe, actor Rob Lowe. Very handsome man, obviously, and that's how he kind of made his bones in Hollywood. Went through a scandal. Uh, I'd add an S to that word. (laughs) Went through scandals. Yeah. But... You know, certainly on the small screen has had some good mm-hmm. has had some good shows and some success. I don't think was ever a big star on the big screen. No. Uh, in fact, when I think of a Rob Lowe movie, I think of Tommy Boy. That's the first one I think of. Yeah, the comedic slant, the uh, Austin Powers movies. He right. was the young number two. He he kind of he kind of took himself out of these scandals and said, if I don't look at myself so seriously anymore, yeah, maybe I'll do okay. I give him props for the reclamation project that he's done on his career because those scandals could have taken him... Yeah, he owned up to it and... Right off the board. Move forward. I'll say slightly underrated just because of the survival skills, if nothing else. Yeah. I would like to uh, highlight two parts on his resume. One of them is his run on West Wing. Yes. I absolutely loved his character on West Wing, uh, which is basically the launch of the walk and talk kind of shot that they use in TV now. Right. And I thought he was pretty decent on Parks and Rec. He comes in. Yes. Oh, yeah. They kind of bring him in sometimes mid-season on a show that needs a little punch in the arm and... uh, I liked him on Parks and Rec. I haven't watched the 911 show Texas at all. Tommy Boy, yeah, 
You know the Austin Powers movie? I'd go slightly. By the way, not a bad interviewer on his podcast. No, I've I've heard worse. Why Why do you think he's a good interviewer? Genuinely curious. Okay. And I think because of the length of his career, he knows a lot of people. So I think his guests are comfortable with him because it's basically Hollywood type folks. Right. Uh, but I think he's genuinely uh, curious about people, and he's got some great stories from his past. And I don't mean the scandal stuff that you're talking about, just like he's been around a long time. Right. Yeah. So he can tell he's some... He's been around a lot of different people. Yeah. So he can tell some great stories. I mean, you go from like Martin Sheen to Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty broad <laughs> spectrum right there. It is. It's quite a little background history with SNL, not as a, a cast member, but right. just ran with that group of people. Yeah. Has a, a relationship with Lauren Michaels that comes up quite a bit, but um, slightly underrated. Slightly. I will throw at you the name Don McLean. As in the man that recorded American Pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Songwriters Hall of Fame. How do you feel about Don McLean? Off the podcast, when he brought up this name, I was like, huh? one hit wonder? I honestly, uh, other than American Pie, I know nothing about Don McLean. Had a, Nothing. Had a big hit with a remake of Roy Orbison's Crying. Did he? Yes. Did very well. Um, recorded a song called Vincent, which is all about Vincent Van Gogh. It was a top 40 hit in the early 70s. In fact, it was on the same album as American Pie. Do you actually like the song American Pie? Like when it comes on, do you listen to it or do you go, eh, too long? It's too long for me. Mm-hmm. I, I've listened to it so many times. I mean, it's a 50-year-old song, so I've heard it plenty of times. And, you know, you obviously have backstories on this kind of stuff. It's basically a history of American music. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I told Chuck, I I love this little fun fact. It goes from mono to stereo midway through, you know, as in the evolution of music, which I always thought was cool. Iconic album cover, the American flag on the thumb. You remember that one? Yeah. He, also, I, uh, he yeah. also wrote a song called And I Love You So, which was recorded by everybody from Perry Como to Elvis um, that did that did pretty well. Listen to you with your Don McLean knowledge. I just, I've always been struck by him because I, I will say the lyrics of American Pie and the way that he rolls out a story there. Yeah. He's a storyteller song, right? Yes, I would and, agree with and, that. And so I can appreciate that part of it. 368 million streams of American Pie. So he got $1.40 for that. Mm-hmm. You remember the math I told you on that. For every million streams, somewhere in the ballpark of four grand, if the deal was done correctly. Well, 368 times four grand, he's made a million off of that streaming. Yeah. But I'm sure... I mean, that song's been around for easily 50, 40 years. He's, 50 he's made years. Mummy, I, money. I think 1971 was yeah. American Pie. So what say you about Don McLean? Oh, I think right right down the middle. I don't think he's overrated, but I, I would be hard-pressed to make the case that he's underrated either. I would say underrated because I don't know enough about him, but it feels like I should because he's made a name for himself. Okay. So I will... On the way home, you came around on that because pre-podcast, mm-hmm. you really scoffed 
at Don McLean. Well, one hit wonder, in my opinion. Yeah. One hit wonder. But, I mean, I'll listen to Vincent. Maybe I'll listen to that crying on the way home today in your honor. Do that, and and I will be curious to all the way to text on that. <laughs> we're not here Friday, right? No, we're not. So Monday will be the next yak, the 314. Hopefully it won't be an area code. Hopefully we'll be able to tie it in with somebody. <laughs> Although I do like the two area code yaks that we've had this week. I mean, Walter Payton and Barry Sanders. Take that as your backfield. <laughs> no kidding. And you know what I'd say to my offensive line? Open it up. <laughs> All right. Keep your eye on Hot Rod Charlie this weekend. Yes. Coming up. Keep an eye on the NFL draft. See if the Bears try to make a trade. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're on social media, you're on Twitter, right? I am. Here's something, you maniacs out there. Would you do us a favor? Here it comes. And, and, and please be brutally honest. Ooh. Because we're always looking to improve this show. Write us a review and tell us what we can do better. Yeah. Or what we do well. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, the main outlet for our podcast is... Uh, Apple Podcasts, and you can write a review. You can, you know, leave a star, one star, five star, whatever. But, you know, a couple little sentences. How are we doing? Why are you listening? We're 300 and almost 13 episodes into this bad boy. What more could we do? What less could we do? Did you join us midstream, like around 157? Did you? Were you part of the Chicken Skins episode at 47? <laughs> I don't know. The Chicken Skins. It's worked its way in. I love it. Should be part of every episode. Leave a review. Thank you so much. I'm on My Name is Corey and Sports Yak with two Ks. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Barry Sanders, you elusive. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. Sports Yak is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. Sports Yak podcast brought to you by Look Trailers. Searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. Located only 24 minutes from Goshen, 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Visit LookTrailers.com. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer.